0: What's going on, everybody? Yeah, it's me. Oh my! You don't remember who I am? Well, let me remind you. This is Drake's Corner, episode eight. Welcome, everybody. I am only the youngest rising star in the sports analytics community. No, I did not. Hold on. Let me move this closer. No, I did not make that up. Come on. Welcome back to Drake's Corner, everybody. Um, we've had like the one of the biggest weeks in sports of all time uh, in the past you know, since my last episode, Um, so OBJ to the Rams, Uh, we had NFL just Armageddon, a lot of teams lost that I didn't think we were going to lose, but hey, it makes it fun, Um, we have a few just college football rankings, Cam Newton's back, OBJ's back, we got a bunch of stuff to get into today, Um, right off the bat, we're going to jump into the NFL power rankings, now... Before I get into this, I want to get into the honorable mentions of the top five power rankings. This is These are the hierarchy teams, but I have some honorable mentions that, you know, I think very well should be in the top five, but they're not. Um, I have the Chiefs, Bucks, and Rams. None of these three teams right now are in my top five. Do I think they'll, one of these teams will make a deep playoff run? Of course. Of course. But right now, based on team play, these five stick out the most to me. Now, no true team, no true top team as of right now. There's not one true top team. There are only a plethora of elite teams, and the three teams I just named are also elite. But the top five, it comes down to this. Number five, I'm going to go with a shocker. I have the New England Patriots. Uh, They have a star studded defense. Matthew Judon is putting on a tear on the uh, outside linebacker spot, picking up a plethora of sacks each game. Mac Jones is rolling in the Belichick scheme. Uh they have a great three running back combo with Damien Harris, uh, Ramondre Stevenson and Brandon Bolden who has been in the league for like 20 years. Brandon Bolden, I I swear he's been in the league for like since I was uh being breastfed. So, uh it's a great three back combo though. Um Belichick they're, Belichick and the team are just clicking. They've only given up 13 points in the last two games. And I know um, Browns, you know, injury prone, kind of just lost Odell Beckham. Um, they're kind of figuring out the offense, but they just trounced. The Browns destroyed their matchup the week before. Um, yeah, and the Patriots, their defense is just rolling completely. I like what I see. I like their scheme. I love their Star-studded defense. They have a great secondary. Mac Jones looks like the best quarterback in the draft right now. Patriots at number five. Number four, Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. After an embarrassing loss against the Jaguars, they bounced back heavily against the Jets, forcing four interceptions. Josh Allen threw for 350 yards, and Stephon Diggs led the receiving charge with over 160 yards and a touchdown. Uh, The Bills have an elite defense on paper and just need to click offensively to carry the weight of the AFC. I do think on paper the Bills are the best team in the AFC. Um, you know, they had a few rough outings over, you know, the course of the last three weeks with the Titans. They just lost d- all these division games. They they're challenging to them, but outside of the division, they're playing great. Um, I really believe in the playoffs, they'll be the team uh, to make the Super Bowl uh, in the long run. But right now, they're sitting at number four with how they've been playing. They. Came back with a revenge game after that terrible loss to the Jaguars. So they're sitting at number four. Uh, Number three, Green Bay. Green Bay, Bay Bay. Um, Can't believe I just said that. That uh, makes me sick to my stomach. But they're sitting at number three. Rodgers is back rolling, and their defense played phenomenal against the Seahawks. Um, While Rodgers threw a pick, their running game and defense played at an elite level. They paved the way to victory for them while they mostly... before they relied on Rodgers in the passing game. They have all three elements right now for a contending NFC team. Defense, run game, they now have a a legible uh, second running back in A.J. Dillon. He proved his point with two touchdowns against the Seahawks. And a shutout, are you kidding me? Green Bay, that's exactly what they wanted. And Aaron Rodgers didn't even have the best game. Uh, He's back, though, and that's exactly what they need. Green Bay sitting at number three. The better NFC team, though. Number two, Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys, they have the most elite offense in the league. They're picking up 6.3 yards per per play. What does that mean to you? Well, I'll tell you what it means. To me, and maybe it'll mean this to you. They're the most explosive offense in the league. Uh, they bounced back from a trap game against the Broncos. Uh look, they just didn't seem ready. Uh Vic Vangio is a, obviously a defensive genius, and he came he came for their heads against in that game. Uh Their defense played phenomenal against the Falcons, only holding them to three points while Calvin Ridley's out. But um, we know the Falcons' offense is what they've relied on for the past, what, 10, 80 years? I don't know. Um, They look even better than they did two weeks ago. Uh, So the loss may have been a good thing for them. It fueled them. No team in the NFC will be able to stop the receiving core of Dallas. I don't see it. Um, Or their run game. I personally do not see it. I, I think they... Are better man's Packers, they have all three elements to a contending NFC team with more talent, besides at the quarterback position. Uh, defensively, they have a better pass rush than the Packers. I would maybe give a tie to the secondary, uh, but that secondary is great right now. Dallas is sitting at number two, and I want to say they're in my NFC Super Bowl favorite right now. Number one is the Titans. Now, do I think they're the best team? No, but are they... Easily the best team in the AFC right now, and have won five straight. Yes, and they've done that without Derrick Henry over the past two, two, three weeks. I don't, I forget how long it's been. Uh, they're they have quality control. They control time of possession. They control the clock. Their defense controls offenses, and they beat three contenders in quotations in the last five weeks. W speak for themselves. They walloped on the Chiefs. They beat the Bills, and. Uh, they just beat the Rams a week ago by more than a touchdown. Great play from the Titans overall. That is what you want out of a Super Bowl contending team. W's. What? what I don't know what more of this has to speak for itself here. Um, yeah, so that's my NFL Power Rankings. Once again, it's going to change every single week. You know how it rolls. Uh, but those five teams right now are, in my opinion, contenders. And I see three more contenders. This play- uh, The playoffs are just going to get interesting it's going to be great this is a great i love how competitive it is right now because there's no uh superpower right now in the nfl um the number one <clears throat> sorry i'm like ugh. i don't know what happened there um oh i cardinals once they're fully healthy they will continue to be rolling again too i have them kind of in that 8 7 to 8 range as well with the chiefs rams and bucks there's a lot of good teams i see nine uh possibly Yeah, eight or nine teams right now that can possibly contend for the Super Bowl. Um, Yeah, that's my NFL power rankings. I think it's great to see just a plethora of teams competing. There's not, you know, I think we saw over the last two years, we kind of could predict who who would be in the Super Bowl. I mean, at least on the AFC side, I think we all knew the Chiefs were going to make it. I think we knew the Chiefs were going to make it before, but now it's interesting. Now we have contending teams in both conferences. And I honestly do not know how it'll play out. I still think the NFC or the Super Bowl winner will come out of the NFC. I see way too much offensive firepower out of those NFC teams rather than you know the AFC teams. Um, as we see, the number one team on my list is out with is without their be- the best running back in the league, Derrick Henry, and they're number one. They're picking up dubs, and you know they don't they they haven't caught a trap game in the last five weeks like Dallas and. Green Bay have, and Buffalo, all of these teams have caught trap games. The Patriots haven't really in the last three weeks, but just talent-wise, I don't see them, you know, top three. They're number five, though, and don't debate me on it because I will win. Woo! Man, we're starting off hot. I love doing this. This is great. Power rankings are my shit. All right. Sorry. I you know, I don't even get my videos monetized. I can cuss all I want. Um, OBJ. We knew you knew I'd talk about him. Come on, it's Odell Beckham Jr., the the face of the NFL at one point. He's he, he. It's the it's Odell. I don't even know what else to say. I'm like speechless. But he's in LA. So there's some bad news to that. It's not gonna work, and I'll tell you why. LA is a system receiver esque offense. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higbee, Deshaun Jackson at one point, Van Jefferson. These guys all understand that it takes a team effort to win. Odell didn't like that in Cleveland. Now, was Cleveland in the divisional round of the playoffs last year? Yeah. Yeah, they were on the verge of winning. They they were right there without Odell. Odell was hurt. He was not there. Um, so it really, I don't see winning as a top factor for him of course when people are in free agency they're gonna say oh i want to play for a contender of course well when the contender's in la it kind of makes it easy for you doesn't it um these guys don't care about receptions yards robert woods cooper cup all these guys are humble athletes they want to win and how excited they were when they got matthew stafford you can look at the quotes they were they want they want to win bad. They're hungry, and we see it. We see the reception totals per game. And it's, thanks to Stafford was one thing. Another thing is elite offensive game planning from Sean McVay. Here's the thing with Odell. Odell Beckham wants to be built around. Are the Rams going to build around Odell? Not at all. Not even in the slightest. He's just another talented piece that schemes over teams to Sean McVay and the Rams. Odell's if he can humble himself, it's going to work out great. They're not going to build around him, though. Look at it in New York. One-handed grabs left and right, left and right. A big star platform. Then it started to not work out. Then they started losing. Then Odell got sad. Uh, Odell left, went to Cleveland. They were on the verge of winning last year. They're not. He's not in it for the long haul. He got injured. Hey, not bugging on the injury or anything, but he got injured. Comes back this year and they start losing. They don't look like a contender. Could have said this from the get-go. Um LA, they're not a sure favorite in the NFC, even if Odell wanted to win. I don't see them getting past Green Bay or Dallas right now. They have the same gunslinging s quarterback in Stafford. Now, while Matthew Stafford is way better than Baker Mayfield. He's a slinger, and he's going to find his targets. He's not going to build around you. He's not Eli Manning. He's not Daniel Jones. It's not New York, Odell. And I don't see it working. If a team wants to build around a receiver, should have gone to the Houston Texans because they'll build around you there. But, man, will they suck. But will you be on board- billboards? Sorry, that was a tongue twister. Will you be on billboards? Yeah. And that, if, Is that what you want? I think so. Um... Yeah, that's about it for my OBJ rant. I don't think it's going to work in L.A., I'm sorry. Um, it, you know, Twitter, Instagram, ah, Odell to L.A., this team is stacked. Schemes over teams now. And I think we, look at the Patriots, ballin'. Name a receiver on that team. Aguilar, you can't. You can't do it. And they're outside of my top. The, the Rams are outside of my top five, and the Patriots are in my top five. So, it's it's schemes at this point. If Odell wants a team to build around him, he's not going to find it besides in the bottom barrel of the league. And LA is not a bottom in the barrel league. Or, not bottom of the barrel team in the league. My rant is settled. It's not going to work, OBJ. Shouldn't have gone there. I'm sorry to piss in everyone's Cheerios. But, hey, if you want some fantasy points, you might get five catches for 50 yards a game. Anywho... Yeah, it's not gonna work. Done with that. It's gonna do some fantasy wire. You know, people tell me all the time, Drake, you you suck at fantasy football. <laughs> I'm kidding. Nobody tells me that. I just I I was losing a lot in fantasy football for the first three weeks of the season. I'm on a three-game winning streak in all three of my leagues. Can you believe that? And I have completely different teams. I'll tell you why. I picked up two guys, and they carried my they. I think they're gonna keep going as. Fantasy, you know, dark horses. Number one, Ramondre, Steve- Ramondre Stevenson out of New England, running back, saved my ass and last week. twenty nine point, twenty nine fantasy points in a PPR league. He had over 101 yards, two touchdowns, and a decent amount of pass catches. He got 29 points. Now, listen to this. Um, he has progressively gotten more points week by week, and this week he went nuts. And you, Belichick's going to see that he's going to see a star and he's going to play him. Belichick's not stupid. Stevenson will get a lot more touches, even when Harris comes back. He's going to get catches. He will be a solid ten to fifteen guarantee. That's my number one for sure, like by far. Number two, Elijah Moore catching fire over the last two weeks. You know he was he was put, posting up an ag for the first three quarters of the uh, the Jets and Bills game. He went. N- he put up 14 points in the last four minutes of the game. The week before, catching two passes from Josh Johnson in the Colts game. Elijah Moore is a, a gifted rookie receiver who's going to get a lot more catches here soon, and I don't see him stopping. So Elijah Moore, keep him on your radar. Number three, not gonna like it. A lot of some might like, some might not like it. I like it. Cam Newton, there. Relax. Don't be punching your TV screens. Hear me out. Cam Newton, in goal-line situations, in New England, he had the most rushing touchdowns as a quarterback, and with double-digit quarterback rushing touchdowns, let me mind you, likely starter for Carolina soon. Carolina has a more talented offense than New England, and Cam Newton was rostered in 85% of leagues last year when he was on New England. Um, Carolina's offense, a lot better built around than New England's was last year. There are a lot better builds around right now, and Cam Newton looks good. We saw him. I'm back. I'm back. That's what he said. Not my words. Hey. Leave me alone. But number three is Cam Newton. He's gonna get those goal line rushing touchdowns. And he'll be the starter here soon. So he'll pick up those passing yards too. Passing touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. You'll see a lot more from Cam Newton here. If you need a quarterback, though, a lot of these a lot of these quarterbacks get tossed around like whores. Okay? But. If you need a quarterback bad, I think Cam Newton's a safe bet here in the upcoming weeks. Anyway, highlight of the week brought to you by Cam Newton. Re-signed with the Panthers on Thursday. Just three days ago, McCaffrey split out wide to the right. Newton takes the snap, and he is in for a Panthers touchdown! Yes, he is. Wow. The energy they said that Cam brings. This is what makes Cam Newton so special. Everybody knows he is keeping the football. They run the power-o, still can't do anything about it. Cam Newton runs right over Isaiah Simmons for the touchdown. And boy, I could feel that. Amazing. I'm back. That, that's great. You know, I love Cam. You know, I, I have his jersey in my closet. I'm not, I'm not going to grab it. Should I grab it? Or is that too much? It's right there. I'm going to grab it. Check this bad boy out. Are you kidding me? I got this in 2015 when I was prepubescent. Isn't that, isn't that great? Cam Newton. Number one, keep pounding. That 2015 Panther squad is one of my favorite teams of all time. Look at this. Check out the back. Newton still in mint condition. Man, this thing would have sold on eBay for five bucks like three weeks ago. Guess what it's going for now? A hundred. Can you believe that? I'm not gonna sell it though. This is a, this is a treasure, isn't it? Isn't it? Okay, I'm done talking about that. You're probably annoyed. I'll be right back. Hold on. (sighs) <sighs> Sorry, dude. There's a dog running around upstairs, and it is interrupting my show. Um, I'll get some of my goons to take care of that, though. But anyway, college football. I'm done with the NFL. College football playoff rankings. You know, I was wrong about Oklahoma. Not gonna lie. Um, yeah, they hadn't lost. I I saw a great squad and Caleb Williams in that offense, and it didn't pan out. So here's the top four right now by the idiots at college what are, I don't even know their job title the college football playoff committee I think that's it I think I just hit it right on the bingo college football playoff committee these idiots came up with this listen Georgia Alabama Oregon Ohio State in that order um I have a few changes I'd like to make to that um number one Georgia obviously number two is Cincinnati they're undefeated they're literally under they have not lost and they're in, a t- they're in a Power 5 conference. Are you kidding me? Come on. Are you guys dumb? Put these teams in the college football. We don't want We don't want to see the same crap every year. I don't care about, you know, difficulty of schedule. Get that crap out of here and put some new teams in there. Number three is Ohio State. I know that was very hypocritical because Ohio State's one of those teams you see every year. But they have one bad loss, and it's not even a bad loss. It's to Oregon. And who's right behind them? I got Oregon at number four. They have one overtime loss. They did beat Ohio State, though, so I think that earns them a bit in the uh, college football playoffs. Honorable mentions. Now, I'm going to start adding these honorable mentions into my lists here because I feel like I just leave a little explanation out of these lists when I do them. Bama, they're at number five for me. They lost to Texas A&M. You know, when they played Georgia, I, I'm not worried about Bama being in the college football playoffs, but I think the committees right now is holding them in there so when they lose to Georgia, they can stick them in at number 4. That's their plan. That's the entire plan. I guarantee it. Once they lose to Georgia, they'll be at number 2, and then they'll drop back down to number 4. If they were at number 5 right now, like they should be, college football committee would be pissing their draws because they would not have their beloved Alabama in there. Number 6, Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame, let's see. Notre Dame only has one bad loss, and that's a Cincinnati. And Cincinnati had a good win against Notre Dame. Who have who has Alabama beaten that earns them this spot? Both of these teams are going at it, and Cincinnati has beaten number six ranks Oregon or not Oregon. Notre Dame in the regular season and Alabama, I don't see what good wins do they have. Like this is ridiculous at this point. It's making me upset, and I'm starting to I'm starting to get like I want to take my socks off right now. Like I don't I don't know what to do here. Number six is Notre Dame though. They only have one bad loss and it's Cincinnati. It's not a bad loss either, but they beat Wisconsin. They beat uh, USC. Decent teams on the schedule, and they've, they've taken care of them. Um, other teams ahead of them? Let's see. Who's on there? Who's, what stupid crap do they have? Okay, Oklahoma lost. Michigan State shouldn't be there. Michigan, I have at number seven. They've had a few close games with good teams. Um, they're 8-1, and one, though. Lost to Michigan State, who just lost. So, I don't see any... You know, powerhouse punches here from those Big Ten teams. I like Notre Dame and uh, Alabama. I hate saying it, but I do. I like them ahead of them. But to have them at number two is ridiculous. That's just my opinion. I've been through this last week. If it was eight teams, it'd be so much easier. But nobody listens to me, right? The dumb 19-year-old who just has everything to say but nothing to back it up. This is what I'm backing it up with. A podcast. Ugh. Screw me. Anyway, that's enough of the gridiron. Let's jump into the basketball court, shall we? Now, last night, oh, let me tell you, I was watching my Bulls play the Lakers, and boy, does the ball sack look good. Okay, I'm not saying that again. But DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, and Zach Levine, the ball Zach. Okay, it's an it's it's their nickname, but boy, do they look good, DeMar DeRozan, baby. Zach Levine, two of the best scorers, and Lonzo Ball putting the league to get, putting the pieces together, putting the league on notice. It's great, love it. Anyway, I was watching that game last night, and I saw a play. Kent Bazemore went up for a block on Io Mew. Uh, it was a layup, and um, you know it was it was a contested layup. Nothing dirty about it. And the officials run to the scorers table, and they say, "Hey, we got to check for a flagrant foul here." I'm going to turn into Jeff Van Gundy here for a second. The NBA officiating flagrant foul rule is the dumbest. I've always thought this is so dumb. The flagrant foul rule should be based off common sense. If you have over an IQ of five, you can decipher whether it's a flagrant foul or not. If you see that you can tell it's dirty, you can tell if somebody did something on purpose. I think most people can. With these accidental head bumps and fouls calling on that, nobody's interrupting the safety of the game. Nobody's trying to do that. People are just trying to make plays. And flagrant fouls should only be used when there's excessive contact, which accidental bumpings or accidental hits on the head when you go up for a layup, that's incidental. That shouldn't be a flagrant foul. I just think it should be based off common sense. I'm sick of these flagrant foul bullcrap calls. Kind of makes me sick. I think it ruins the game. I think the NBA is soft as shit for it. And I think, you know, the only official that wouldn't understand what I'm saying is the Bears official from the Steelers game, who's an absolute idiot. Sorry, I had to sneak that in there. Boy, am I pissed about that. Um. Anyway, grand finale of the show. NBA superlatives. Oh, new segment to the show. You guys are excited. I know you're jumping out of your recliners at home. But you're choking on your water or beer or bleach, whatever you're drinking. Let's get into it. Biggest surprise team in the NBA, Washington Wizards. They have five different guys leading team stats. They have a different guy for leader in points on their team, assists, rebounds, steals, and blocks. Five different guys. They're 10-3, first in their division. And Bradley Beal not even playing at the top of his game, and he has help. Um, The trade to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook is helping them out tremendously. When you get three good pieces out of that trade, and you have a score to build around them with Bradley Beal, that's a formula for a good team. And really all you need is a good system, which they have, and good defense, which they picked up three good defensive players over the offseason in that trade for Russell Westbrook. Uh, Caldwell Pope, Montrezl Harrell, Kuzma's mids at defense, but hey, he puts a scoring clinic on and he's been playing great. Biggest surprise team, Washington Wizards. Biggest surprise player, my boy, DeMar DeRozan. Third in points per game, wasn't seen as the main guy walking into Chicago, but Lonzo puts, Lonzo Ball putting the pieces together for the Bulls' scores. DeMar has the best mid-range in the game right now, statistically, besides Kevin Durant. Now, Kevin Durant's on another level than any other player right now. But let's be real. We've never really seen DeMar DeRozan as, you know, the main guy in a conference. And I think we're starting to see that here. DeMar DeRozan has always been seen as a star, but I don't think we've seen him as a superstar. Right now in Chicago, DeMar is a superstar, along with Zach Levine. And the Bulls are on a tear, and they look like a true threat. And they don't even have Vucevic, and they beat the Lakers. Uh, that small ball lineup looked great. Derek Jones Jr. coming in as playing as the center. Are you kidding me? He's like six, what, six, seven? And we have two. I'm, I'm not. Okay. I'm sorry I said we. I, when I talk about my teams, I say we as if I'm a part of them. But, you know, 5'10, 150 pound me. I don't know. I don't know if they want me on that team. <laughs> I'd tear them all up. Kidding. Relax. Anywho, uh, yeah, they are playing. Great. We have two dunk contest champions on that team. A lot of athleticism, uh, great passers, and Io Somu, who's a great second round pick, and Lonzo Ball. But biggest surprise player here, Demar Derozan, putting it all together for him. The I told you so player. Who told you so? I don't know. I just made this up. I think it's I think it's a player who has been, you know, kind like said is a good player, but nobody's realized it till right now. And that's John Morant. John Morant, top ten in assists and points in the NBA right now. The Grizzlies are sitting at they're sitting at five hundred right now. But John Morant, if they were at a better record, he would be the MVP favorite. And right now, he's the best player out of that um, mid draft class with Zion Williamson, John Morant, etc. Um, he's clearly the better player out of them right now. Um, he's the main guy in Memphis. Uh, I don't even think Zion's the main guy in. Uh, New Orleans with Brandon Ingram, uh, but Ja, top ten in assists and points, unheard of stat throughout. He is going nuts. Um, I think he's maybe in contention for most improved player with Tyler Hero, uh, but they're sitting at five hundred. The only issue is their record. They got to be a better team oriented ball club. Um, along with that, if he w- if they were you know ten and three, say the Wizards' record, John ja Morant would be the MVP favorite, but. He is putting on a clinic. We all knew he was good, but he is making it a headline here. That is the I Told You So Award. And then we have our bad boys. L- listen to this. I made this up, okay? For the principal's office award. Okay, principal's office. Kemba Walker is getting sent to the principal's office. He has the worst plus-minus on the Oklahoma City Thunder, only averaging 12.8 points per game. Not a big part in the Knicks' success right now. And... It's not a lot of success, if we're being real here. But with the star caliber of Kemba Walker, you'd expect more things being built around with Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, and a lot of that young core. Derrick Rose, on paper, should be starting over him. Who has the best plus-minus on that team? Kemba Walker was, you know, seen as a top three point guard at one point in his career. Now he's not even putting up more points than George Niang. Yeah, who is that? I don't know. Uh, he's on this list where Kemba Walker's below him. So uh, he's not a big yeah, not a big part in the Knicks' success. As a star caliber with Kemba Walker, you got to expect, expect better. So he's getting sent to the principal's office here. All right, this one's kind of a joke, all right? All right. I was being funny last night, writing my script here. But he who's getting expelled? Ben Simmons is getting expelled. Ben Simmons has been fined again by the 76ers for his lack of participation and his lack of communication with them, using mental health as a outlet for trying to get out of the 76ers, for trying to get out of not wanting to play. And But I think they're firing back with fines. Um, ben Simmons, his value is decreasing every single day. He is probably losing talent, if we're being real here, not playing. I mean, yeah, you can practice, but you're losing value you're not seen as a star caliber player when you put stuff like this through and yeah you're getting expelled ben i'm sorry you're kicked out kicked out of high school all right well those were my nba superlatives i had a lot that was fun it was kind of random but um i hope you guys understand kind of the superlatives i'm gonna do a lot more of those those are fun um anyway yeah, that's a lot of uh, sports analysis for the day from the youngest rising star in the sports analytics community, yours truly. Yes, it's. A, stop asking me if that's a title. It is. I'm going to go put it on my LinkedIn right now, I swear. Anyway, thanks for watching Drake's Corner, the number one sports podcast on the entire planet. And I will see you guys all next Wednesday. Thanks for watching. Peace.